You're listening to an irreverent podcast. Visit Irreverent FM for more content from my friends. Hello, hello, and welcome to Bad Words, an evangelical podcast where we give toxic theology the read that it deserves by taking another look at some of the books that have been given major influence in evangelical Christianity. This season, we are reading Wild at Heart by John Eldridge and Captivating by John and Stacey Eldridge, losing the plot on manhood and womanhood one chapter at a time. I am your host, Janice Legata, and I'll be ripping up this week's chapter with a good member of the Bad Book Club. Co-host, introduce yourself, please. Hi. Tori Williams Douglas. Really use any pronouns, but she, her is fine, but I'm not going to be offended. Take your pick. Grew up in like evangelical churches. I was homeschooled K through 12. Kind of a weird situation. Like we were the only non-white family in our homeschool group in Portland in like, you know, the nineties. So that probably says a lot out of like a couple hundred families there were we were the only not white people so that really frames a lot of uh <laughs> where where i'm coming from when i am talking about uh these sacred relics of evangelical culture and yeah so i am no longer like no longer associate with any of that stuff at all i mean in terms of like the the spiritual religious part of it you know i tend to i like i tend to self-identify as an atheist not because i like hold any really i'm i'm more of a nun like i really don't care but i also like i also like being annoying to white male atheists so finding my uh yeah using that term just to like set them off I enjoy. Uh, this is, I think this is a lot about my personality and my take on, on the things. Excellent. So we'll get started with the reading of the opening paragraph. We'll have a discussion and then hear the closing paragraph and send you on your way. For additional context and conversation and the option to listen to these episodes with no ads, I invite you to join the people of Jod by becoming a Jodly or Jod willing patron on Patreon. But either way, I'm happy you're here and I hope you're ready because without further ado, let's get into... Wild at Heart, Chapter 8, Dad, are there any castles anymore? Many years ago Luke and I were sitting at the breakfast table, actually, he was seated and I was attending his royal highness, making him toast with apricot jam. As soon as he asked the question I knew what his young heart was wondering. Are there any great adventures anymore? Are there any great battles? I wanted to explain that indeed there are, but before I could reply he got this gleam in his eye and asked, and are there any dragons? Oh, how deeply this is written into the masculine soul. The boy is a warrior, the boy is his name. A man needs a battle to fight, he needs a place for the warrior in him to come alive and be honed, trained, seasoned. If we can reawaken that fierce quality in a man, hook it up to a higher purpose, release the warrior within, then the boy can grow up and become truly masculine. I didn't, I didn't have to read any of this shit, like I feel like I was a little bit... You know, I think I was in high school when Wild at Heart came out. Might have been in junior high. And obviously, like, not a dude. So I was, and kind of, you know, when I scanned the book, I was, when I, like, flipped through it, I was like, this is, okay, whatever. This is really fucking weird. But yeah, now I've actually read a chapter of it. <laughs> and I have, I have, I, God, I don't know. I'm like, I'm low-key tempted to, like, share this with my, with my therapist. Because... <laughs> She will feel a way about it. Yeah. <laughs> this is definitely something I can definitely see provoking therapy. And that I wish many men had <laughs> only read a chapter and then went to therapy. 
I don't know. I mean, God, the way they talk about therapy in church. I mean, I think it's it may, it, okay. When I left, it was a little more accepted, but like when I was, when I was a kid, it was definitely like going to therapy makes your dick one inch shorter. <laughs> I was like, what? Like, what are you talking about? So, uh, what chapter did you have and what was it about? Uh, okay. I read chapter eight just called a battle to fight. So I was already feeling some kind of way because I am very like ideologically, like ethically opposed to, uh, win, lose, like, Mm. like anything. If you're not striving for like win, win solutions, like I think you're trash. Like I do not respect you or like whatever it is that you're, you're trying to do. So I was, I was excited that this was, this was the chapter that I was assigned. (laughs) Look at that. Look at, this was my homework. (laughs) Look at God. Uh, yeah, so this chapter, I mean, the whole the whole book is about battles. And, you know, this being one of the primary things that all men want, an adventure to live, a battle to fight, and a beauty to love. So battling is a third of a man's life, at least, according to John Eldridge. I'm just like, like, I... I think conflict resolution is such an underrated skill. And so for me, it's just like, this is so, this is so not like, this is just, it's, it's a, it feels like such a waste of time and energy and like people's focus. Yeah. This is like, Oh, fight. No, this is just, it's like, that's, you literally have, you literally have a prefrontal cortex so that you don't have to be in fight or flight anytime anything happens. Like, that's why it exists. He's like, no, no, so. we live there. We have to no. be there all the <laughs> <Right>? time. <laughs> and Which is why I want to murder my wife for giving me directions in the car. Like a normal <laughs> human being. Spoiler alert. But yeah, and this chapter in particular, because is it before, is this the first battle chapter or the second one? I think it's the second battle chapter because this this one is specifically about the enemy. So then this chapter is is extra mm-hmm. stupid because it's also this battle against this imaginary figure and like uh-huh. basically removing all responsibility for conflicts, feelings, issues, whatever. Because it's not me, right? It's it's right. It's it's, it's Satan. Satan himself, the enemy, doing everything he can. To make me mad at my wife. This, and it's like, it's, it's a really amazing. Cause if you think about it from the lens that he, that he gives here of like, you're William Wallace in your own life, obviously it's like, okay, so this is basically like Satan is playing like a bajillion little like Minecraft <laughs> games, except like the Minecraft game is like trying to dig up people's like murder your wife or like go commit adultery. <laughs> anyway, whatever. Yeah. It's fine. I'm totally <laughs> fine with all of this. Can't you tell? I mean, it makes perfect sense. So, <laughs> all it makes is all sense. It ma- all it makes is sense. And I'm mad because <laughs> it is so sensible. And I have to go change my entire life now because I've <laughs> been doing it wrong. So wrong. But it just, like, even just what you said about. You know, it doesn't have to be win-lose. Like, and if you're not looking for the win-win. Like, even that, I'm like, oh my god, like, that's such a... This outside concept for Christianity. Like, I've never, it's never, never been taught. Never, like, I can think about it, yeah, in my own interpersonal life. Obviously, that's what you're going for. 
I don't want stuff to be win lose with people I care about. But like I've never even yeah. thought about it like just systemically. It's always just felt like no. And it's set up that way. Like, no, if I if black people, if women are gonna get ahead, mm-hmm. then someone else has to mm-hmm. lose. Like and then you're like, no, it doesn't have to be. We're all tr- it doesn't have to be that We're way. We're all trying to win. But because you guys see any loss of power, any loss of status or whatever as a loss, that it kind of does right. have to be win-lose. Not because that's the reality of the situation, but because that's the way totally. you see it. Yeah, and I think that like there's the framing of, of this expectation, right, that within, I guess, like kind of broader culture... Yeah, it's, like, we're already coded as, like, the losers, right? And so, like, having so having to share, just as an example, is seen as, like, an attack on you. It's, like, do you have a safe place to live? Do you have enough food to eat? Like, do you feel, like, loved and cared for and supported? Then, like, you don't actually need to have, like, a private jet or, like, a 9,000-square-foot home. Like, your quality of life is not going to go up significantly. Right. (laughs) But the problem is, if you also have love and a home, then mine doesn't mean as much. Right. And it's it's not as special. And so... Just like, what is... Like, it doesn't... It literally doesn't work that way. It's... it's, You're making something zero-sum that just isn't zero-sum. And I think that this is kind of why I'm pretty passionate about like conflict resolution on the whole is just because it's like no what you're defining as harm like literally isn't harm you're saying like if somebody else gets to go to the doctor that means there's less doctor for me like but <laughs> but you we can just train more doctors like this is not and you went not yesterday like cap- you didn't want to go today anyway Hey. It's just, it's like, or like, I'm being harmed if someone else has access, right? It's like, well, but you weren't going to use it. It's like, well, but if I wanted to, I couldn't. <laughs> okay. Okay. What if I wanted to go to the gynecologist? Third, you didn't. You didn't want to go. <laughs> the feminists, we're going to uh, hold you down and force you to go. And that's, that's person to person and like these real issues. And so then again, this chapter is is super super stupid and also super harmful because it also sets up <laughs> this opponent that we can never never really fight, never really win against. Like mm-hmm. he's just always going to be there working his little misdeeds and yeah. And it just it offloads all of the personal responsibility, which I thought that they were into. I was like, no, it's not me. It's Satan. Which I, I was very struck by that sort of framing in the book because I'm, I'm, I'm kind of entertained when people get caught, white people get caught being racist and they're like, that's not who I really am. Like, how many of you are there? And like, can we collect the rest of the, like, what are, what are you even talking about? But this, like, this literally is kind of like training you to frame your, like, harm you cause people is something that someone else is responsible for, right? right? And it's like, the devil is trying to, like, make you do bad things, right? Like, the devil is trying to... It, it, and it's, it's weird. Again, it's like, the reason that I use a harm framework is because it's, like, harm reduction framework, rather, is because it's a lot more concrete than just, like, 
it's harmful if I masturbate instead of having sex with my wife. Like who, if you, especially if your wife doesn't want to have sex with you, like who is being harmed here? Right. To me, it's, and it's also something where like, I can't tell you that you weren't hurt by something that I said. Right. Like I can't unilaterally dictate that to you. So I think that like in using harm reduction, like as a framework within like conflict resolution really gives the most power to the people who are like structurally have access to the least amount of power. But yeah, it was just, it was like, it's like, you're, you're a warrior. You're in a battle. I'm like, this is not, this is not a healthy way to look at the world. It's a very like capitalist way to look at the world. <laughs> But then he's like, I'm not a mercenary. Like, what? <laughs> you wrote this book. You're making money off of it. What do you, what do you, what do you think that is? Like, you're trying to start a war that doesn't, doesn't exist, exist for profit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> for your own personal benefit, sir. I believe that is, I believe that meets the definition of mercenary. <laughs> like, I would ask you to define it, John Eldridge, but you don't define anything in this book. You just say things. And then you just keep it moving. Oh my gosh. Right? And even when you do say things, because the chapter starts out with him talking about his son asking, Dad, are there are there any castles anymore? And he said, as soon as he asked the question, I knew what his young heart was wondering. And then he goes on to this whole other no, thing. And I'm like, maybe he just wanted to know if there are still castles. I just, yeah, that, that, right. It's like, I get to decide what is going on in your brain, in your nervous system because I'm your dad. And like, I mean, I think that this is, this is again, because a lot of, a lot of conflict in life is like parent child. I was really struck by this. Like the fact that his nine year old is like writing on a piece of paper, like every man is a warrior inside. Like this is. Once again, like this is not this is not evidence of like a healthy like nine year olds don't need to be thinking about this. No. No. Like they don't need they don't need to be thinking about like okay, who am I fighting? <laughs> like who's against me? Right. Right? Like that that framing is really that framing is why things are so fucked up right now, actually. <laughs> there are two things that like just always always get to me like I hate to see older people working and like minimum wage jobs like that that oh my god my yeah like I mm-hmm. hate that and then I hate to see Christian I guess any any religious child but specifically for me like Christian kids just doing uber Christian things we're like you know this nine-year-old does not want to draw this did not want to draw this picture of this angel with this with this messaging. This kid right. should not be going to buy Brian Houston's new book and being all excited. But like when kids are just doing things right. to please their Christian parents. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, like it just, cause I was that kid. And I'm like, this is not, mm. it's not healthy. This is not coming from a real place like this. And this is going to backfire. Like, right. And so, yeah, that story of his son drawing that. And then, you know, what nine-year-old? Every every man is a warrior inside, but the choice to fight is his own. You're nine. What? Right. Right. Like you should be playing with your Star Wars Legos. 
not writing like political propaganda <laughs> on your coloring page. Spiritual political propaganda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I'm like it's just because just because my my oldest son is ten and like this would never occur to him. It would never occur to him to write something like this. Like, he definitely has opinions about things that happen in the world. But, like, you know, for for my kid, it was like, oh, okay, we're going to talk about, like, Palestine and Kashmir and, like, conflict resolution when he's five. Because that's, like, that's who I mm-hmm. am, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, again, there's enough for everybody. So you can't really argue with me that, like, it's a good thing for kids to go to school hungry. Like, you can't, that, right. that argument doesn't work. There's enough for everybody. You are not going to lose anything if you have two and a half yachts instead of five. Like, right. Right. You can rent the other two and a half that you lost because kids get to eat now. Whatever. Like, right. It's just, oh my gosh. And then he, like, immediately pivots to this, like, it's weird because it's like, there's, like, this sort of wife worship, but there's also, like, well, I have to go to war, honey. <laughs> it's like, what? Who comes up with this shit? And he's just like, I have in my files. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, what? Uh, my my files. files? What are you trying? <laughs> Who says <laughs> What normal person says, in my files, I have a copy of a letter from a union, I don't know, general or something? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. He was just a union officer. Uh, anyway. This letter is just like bonkers. It like for because to me, I do think it's really it's very romantic, right? Like it's a very like kind of loving letter and also like the moral that 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 John takes away from this is you know what's more important than my wife? War. That's that's what he takes from this letter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, Guy, again, what? in the list of things a man has to have, he has to have an adventure to live, a battle right. to fight, and then a beauty. She wants to be rescued, but it's to love her. But she's coming, you're coming, and you're, you're top three, but barely. You barely made the list. More important, adventure and battle. And if, if I have to choose, I'm going to choose adventure and battle. So, good luck back oh at home. Oh, my gosh. But <laughs> I had to do this. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, it's so corny, right? Like, literally, he what he wrote in here is, like, a man must have a battle to fight, a great mission to his life that involves and yet transcends even home and family. Like, mm-hmm. he must have a cause to which he is devoted even unto death. I don't th- actually think that's necessary, <laughs> guy. Like, I think you need help. He keeps going. He's like, for this is written into the fabric of his being. Says whom? Right. Right. <laughs> like, to whom <laughs> is this written? <laughs> what are you talking about? And then he's like, listen carefully now. You do. This is why God created you. To be an intimate ally, to join him in the great battle. God also has fucking problems, <laughs> man. And needs to be in therapy. And, like, some anger management. And, like... God is objectively a bad dad. We talk about this all the time on Go Home Bible. Like, he's just constantly bailing out. And then he'll come back and be like, you know, I was really paying attention to what's going on down here. He's like, no, no, you weren't. (laughs) And you guys. 430 years later. need to get it together. (laughs) Right. It's like, I came back to rescue you. It's like, you're a little late, my friend. And we were crying out for you the whole time. 
The whole time. You finally woke up from your drunken stupor. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, and, and, and like, and like, okay, so he keeps going in this, in this particular part about the warrior heart. Like, what the fuck does that even mean? Um, but his friend apparently says, I'd love to be William Wallace leading the charge with a big sword in my hand. Side of friend. Totally, totally a real thing that happened. Um, but I feel like I'm the guy back there in the fourth row with a hoe. Okay. So you shouldn't be in the battle at all. First of all. And then, so John's again, John's like very brilliant takeaway is that's a lie of the enemy. Hmm? Like I'm, so, I literally wrote LOL <laughs> next to this because I was like, "What the fuck?" It's a lie of the enemy. You are, you William, are Wallace William Wallace in your own life. I'm like, okay, so what are we doing if it's just a bunch of William Wallaces <laughs> running around? Like, who wins that battle? This is like mutually assured destruction, is what that is to me. <laughs> well, yeah, because well, <laughs> I would say us. We're not William Wallace. I guarantee you that. Not we're not. Uh-uh. But all these men no. are so every man in this, on this battlefield is at is war with William Wallace. Every other man, right? And also the ones on the other side, they're all William Wallace too. Because, like, yeah, he references that letter from his files, and I was like, oh, well, this time it's a Union officer because earlier you literally were just praising General Robert E. Lee being a great right. leader, like <laughs> Confederate. He just, had, he just had leadership skills. Right. He's like, nothing else to see here. We're just going to talk about his leadership skills. <laughs> right. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, so it's like everybody, you're fighting. You're all fighting these battles. You're all William Wallace. You're all Robert E. Lee. You're all this Union soldier. You're all the main character. And Right. Right. Exactly. It's the hyper-individualistic sort of framing that just does not work like like it just doesn't the we humans don't work that way we never have we can pretend to work that way because there's some people who have enough to like fake it but like it's just it's very odd because it's like his framing is there's no other man who can replace you in your life which i don't know i really do feel like jeff bezos doesn't agree with this sentiment at all i feel like he feels that like elon can replace some people i don't know if you know this john like you are not important. Right. <laughs> like, you're just a cog in the machine, which is literally why I'm saying this is bullshit. But anyway, I was just really struck by the idea that there's like, like you were saying, everybody is, everybody is William Wallace mm-hmm. on this team. Everybody's William Wallace on the other team. Like, there's nobody doing any of, there's nobody in the garden with the hoe because homie wants the glory. Right. And... So that means that, like, you're manufacturing more conflict on your own side because it's like, well, who gets to be at the top, right? And it's just like, there's no growth here at all. Like, that's what I wrote down. It's like, it's entirely static. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there's, there's, there's no growth here. It's not, like, it's not dynamic. It's not, like, life-giving. It's not collaborative. It is all competition and, like, fuck everybody else. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that that that's in in Matthew somewhere. <laughs> Just fuck everybody else. <laughs> well, he yeah. Where is it? Because I underlined it. Something he said that Jesus said, and I was like, where, when, how, where did Jesus say that? Because he didn't. Uh, yeah, and whatever man does without God, he must fail miserably or succeed more miserably. Jesus warns us against anything that gives a false sense of power. And I'm like, where? When? 
I don't, but, okay, John, okay. But yeah, so everyone, everyone, and yes, everyone is a main character in their own story, and that is beautiful, and that's fine. But we can't all be warriors. Like, what if man in the back row with the hope, maybe you're back there because your main character, your story is that you are an amazing gardener. And that is where you triumph and you are at the top of your game. And that's what people come to you for. But to say, no, 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 that's, that's stupid. And the best way to be a man, the only way to be a man is to be a warrior. So yes, William Wallace is the goal for everyone. It it just, it like, it doesn't, it doesn't make any logical sense. Like people also need to eat. Even if everything is a war, people need to eat. Yeah. So someone's got to head up that brigade, but that that would be me and you. That's where we fit into this. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Which I'm fucking fine with. Like, if that is my job, like, if everything went to pot and my job was to, like, grow food for people, I would be thrilled. I would love that. It's just like, it, and it, this is, like, this to me is really contradictory, right? Because he's talking about, it's like, Above all, a warrior has vision. And I was like, what? It's like, no. Like, in an actual war, you kind of have to be on the same page. Like, every dude having his own vision of, like, how shit's going to shake out. Like, you're all getting destroyed. <laughs> like, this is this is just wrong. This is just, like, not accurate. <laughs> right. A warrior has to have a vision. Mm, yeah, the, that vision is listen to what your commanding officer says and do that. Otherwise, you are going to die. Right. But what do you say? This isn't just about being willing to die for Christ. It's much more daily than that. And then mm-hmm. what good is Christianity and what good what good did Jesus do? Because if he came and he died and he took whatever he took, and that was for us, but then not really because now I still have to fight these battles and also now be willing to die for this man who already died for me. Mm-hmm. Why? Mm-hmm. And now it's, it's no. I, I literally. It's yeah. not even about that. Yep. Apparently. So what am I? What are? What are? Well, not me, because this is not for the girls. It's only for the boys. No. So what are they dying? It's, it's over? not. Well, okay, this is this is really really funny. Like I feel like he kind of gets to this like a little like a little bit further on that it's like because he's like he's talking about when Paul is, is in Romans saying like, you know, the good that I want to do, I don't do, et cetera, et cetera. And he's like, he goes, okay, we've all been there, right? We've all had something good that we wanted to do that we didn't do. And, but he writes, but what Paul concludes is just astounding. I am not really the one doing it. The sin within me is doing it. He's like, did you notice the distinction he makes? And I, I love that. Cause I put, he quotes from the message and I said, Oh, the theatrical Bible. Love it. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's like, Paul is like, uh, hey, I know I struggle with sin, which I crossed out struggle with and just wrote, hey, I know I I sin. sin. Yeah. It's like this displacement, like this constant displacement of like your own actions Mm -hmm. or like the responsibility, whoever is accountable for your actions. It's like, it's not me. It's Satan. It's not me. It's, it's sin. And like, my sin isn't me. So... And I'm not even, I'm not even really sinning. I'm struggling with it. Right. Right. I'm right. I'm struggling with it. I'm not, I'm not actually sinning because like, I don't want to do this. I just, it just happened to be a thing that I did and I, there's no consequences for me. There's no accountability. I don't have to make restitution. It's like, yeah, I sinned, but 
that's not who I really am. And it's like, this is just, this is just an out. Right. Like this is the opposite of personal responsibility, right? It's like, you're blaming, you're blaming the devil who cannot be seen. Right. And cannot be held accountable <laughs> until totally. the end of time. And like, he writes in the core of your being, you are a good man. Which I get, I feel, I'm like, yeah, yes, yes. Because yeah, I've left evangelicalism enough to be like, no, I do think people are, people are not inherently bad. I don't know if we're inherently good. Mm-hmm. I think we are. At worst, we are inherently neutral and just inherently right, right, seeking yeah. safety. But so like, mm-hmm. what, what is this theology? Because mm-hmm. on one hand, you are telling us all the time, no, you were born bad. At your core, you right. are right. bad. You want to do bad things. Mm-hmm. And without Christ, that's it. So men, you mm-hmm. are a bad man. You are. <laughs> but then he turns around and he's like, no, but you're not. You're not. And it's right. not you. It's sin. That. I thought Jesus came to take care of, but no, I guess not. Well, I mean, he did come to take care of it, but also, LOL, you have to die. (laughs) (laughs) I actually actually wrote that. It's like, in the core of your being, you're a good man. I think this is for me, track back to this, like, kind of static, like, you don't have to grow. There's no, there's no growth to do here. Right. right? It's like, you, you did the thing by being a Christian. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. If you, if you follow God, whatever, it's like, that means that you're good at your core and problem solved, I guess, like keep it moving. We're just, it's just not, it's not how it's not like real life. But I think that you, going back to your comment, cause I was really struck by the whole, like, who were we at battle with? Like, who are we supposed to kill? when you said that, cause I was like, cause he, he says later on, he's like, we're never told to kill the true man within us. We're never told to get rid of those deep desires for battle and adventure and beauty. We're told to shoot the traitor who is also you by the way. So like, who's not dying in this situation? Like that wasn't really me. Okay. Shoot the traitor. So like, who's, who's surviving here? If you're if you're doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is a false dichotomy. You're talking about like multiple, you're claiming one individual is like multiple people. Multiple people. And who should be treated differently. Yeah. Because in the, I mean, at your core, you are a good man, but also there's a traitor and there is a war, but this is a civil war. So this is an internal war. So it's all these different people fighting, but it's not you. It's sin. It's, mm-hmm. but it's, it's the traitor who, <laughs> Is he, no, he's not sin, because that's not who I am. Right. Traitor is part of me. I, right, there's a war within us, but it's a civil war. It's just like, that is staggering to me. Like, again, it's the win-lose. Like, there, somebody has to lose. Even even in myself, even in myself. someone has to lose. And, it's gonna, and like, I think he felt like, he, I can see him writing a sentence and being so proud. Like, he was like... There is a war within us. But wait, it is a civil war. <laughs> that is going to blow their minds. And you're like, no, stupid. It could only be a civil war if it's inside. <laughs> like, because there's one party. Like, this is, this is, this is impressive, right? Because we're like, to- being like growing up, I remember distinctly hearing like, if someone's trying to like start conflict, if they're trying to start an argument, like, it takes two people mm-hmm. to have an argument. So. Mm-hmm. You can just like bounce. Like you don't have to stay for that shit. And I love that it's like creating conflict within yourself yeah. <laughs> for no reason. Like manufacturing conflict 
within yourself. Yeah. And then not taking responsibility. And you are manufacturing this conflict to not take responsibility. Because this this yeah. is to... Uh-huh. You are having issues. You are at war with... <laughs> we haven't even got to it yet, but with, with your wife. You're having an issue out here. But you don't want to deal with that. So now I'm going to manufacture this whole conflict inside of me. And why I'm mm-hmm. being an asshole to you, it's not me. Right. That's the traitor. Right. That's sin. And my issue, I could apologize to you. I really need to go do some work. Like, I, I should be apologizing to myself, if I'm honest, because I'm really going through something <laughs> over here. Uh, the devil is really, he's really bringing it to me. And uh-huh. the fact that you can't uh-huh. understand that, you have a problem right. as well now. Right. Because... Yeah, you have a problem with my authority as I pretend to be for different people. I'm literally at war. I'm dying. And all you can think about (laughs) is how I'm talking to you. You're selfish. This is, it's, it's such a, it's such a fucking mess. I like completely skipped this. I didn't skip it. Like I read it, but like the sabotage, like talking about like how you're sabotaging yourself and like taking a bribe, which first like, are people offering you bribes and for what? Sir, like, what is your job? People at church, people in your church are like, hey, Pastor John, like, here's 4,000 bucks. Don't tell my wife I slept with my neighbor. Like, what bribes are you being offered? (laughs) Like, everybody in your church is a cop? Like, how does this, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. It's like letting yourself be put off. (laughs) Accepting flattery in exchange for some sort of, uh, in exchange for some sort of loyalty, like, and then it's like masturbation and then we jump into masturbation. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. This is like I'm, like a guy jerking off is the same as like a cop taking a bribe to like not investigate mm-hmm. something. Yeah. Like really, this is again like, mm, yeah. But who's who's being harmed? Like you're trying to equate these two things, but like that amount of harm, like those are very unequal. <laughs> nope, they're the same because it's it's civil war, and it's. This man is, is hurting himself. He is sabotaging And I'm the main character. Himself. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. This is... This is, like... Oh, this is the part... This is the part... This story about Carl. 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 And, like, all the ladies trying to, like, jump his bones. <laughs> it's like... And he's just like, Carl came into... Like, Carl came into my office. And we had to, like, pray through all of the women that he'd slept with. And, like, repent of all of the things. Dozens was like, wow, okay. <laughs> and this is where... Carl doesn't strike me... Based on these two paragraphs, Carl does not strike me as the kind of dude who keeps track. <laughs> I'll just say that. So, dozens upon dozens. Like, you didn't even know their names, Carl. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> but I literally wrote, like, this is insane. <laughs> well, this is where... And I... Looking back on it now, I'm like, oh, I could have been writing this the whole time. But several times I write. Seems excessive. Seems excessive. Ah, uh, yeah. This seems... Right. This book... This book, to be clear is a work of fiction you are he's making he's making stuff up all the time right this didn't really happen this did not really happen Carl came to me because his sexual activity was out of control dozens upon dozens of women offered themselves to him and each time gave in he felt weak. like in what universe who who I want to see this Carl Uh uh-huh I need to see this Carl and you know because what he said, I'm astounded what young women will offer when they are famished for the love and affirmation they never had from their fathers. Like, oh, get fucked, uh, John. 
You're, you're, yeah, exactly. It's like your biological desire for sex, if that is something that you have, which a lot of, not everybody, but a lot of people have that, like, that's because your dad didn't love you enough. Right. <laughs> we're just like, I'm, I'm concerned now that we're like conflating like my dad and like Carl. me wanting to have sex. Like how are, if those two things are connected, like, I think that the problem is you, sir. Like that's kind of fucked that's up. messed up, which to be fair. Christianity, yes. Like, you, God, no, you cannot be my father and my lover. This does not, this is, this is messed up. Yeah, <laughs> pick one, one or the other. We cannot, we cannot be doing both. But dozens upon dozens of young women did not make that clarification. And so here's Carl, and poor Carl, just being set upon constantly by these women. By these women that he can't he say no to. He cannot say no in his weakened state. Continually. It's, I'm like, okay, I just, I just also have to say, because like, you know, I think, I think some of my guy friends are really hot. And I know that like, it's not hard for them to like find someone to have sex with. But like, it, it's just, you know, when he goes like, Carl is now happily married. And I'm just like, hmm. Honey, no, Carl is, is polyamorous. (laughs) Like you may have tried to dissuade him from that, but like, he's not happily married. Yeah. (laughs) Unless he's like swinging or something. I don't know. It was like his business. Maybe Maybe he he is is. happily married and they have an open marriage. They might have worked it out. Um. (laughs) But I was just like, he's not happily monogamous he's not happy married and monogamous right Right. this is this is abundantly clear to me like no (laughs) that sort of behavior is not anyway whatever whatever carl doesn't exist things began to change for carl when he saw the whole because jesus sexual struggle not so much as sin but as a battle for his strength it's just bonkers, though. We began to like confess the sin of those of those relationships, right? Like breaking the bond, sexual li- liaisons formed between two souls. Like, and then, uh, honey, no. Once again, if this is dozens upon dozens of women, no, no bonds were formed. No bonds were formed. <laughs> and you, and this is this is where I put you know, Carl and I spent hours praying. And I said, uh, again, seems excessive, but this mm-hmm. is. This is spiritual busy work. And you, so you guys spent hours praying about these relationships, confessing the sin. So what I'm hearing is you had Carl come in and tell you about his exploits. Uh Uh-huh. And then I don't know, but I'm, I feel pretty safe in saying Uh that both of y'all then went home and sabotaged yourselves. (laughs) This is what from I'm call I'm referring to masturbation as sabotage from now on. I'm like I gotta go home and self sabotage. <laughs> no, I can't come out tonight. I'm busy. I gotta wash my hair and sabotage. sabotage. Well, this is I I I actually kind of love that. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> but there's this thing that that Christian men do a lot, especially Christian Christian pastors, men pastors, where they love to. Humbly give their testimony about all the women they got. All the times I got right. laid. Right. So you guys, you just, you like to tell these stories. And you uh-huh. mask it under the guise of, oh, I need to repent. 
I have a confession. Yeah. So y'all spent hours confessing. I, I don't know. I'm like, I'm not going to kink shame because that's what sounds like is happening here in my opinion. But like, it's weird. It's weird. I don't know. I don't really, this doesn't, and it doesn't seem helpful, like obsessing over like all of the sex you had with people. Right. Like who's, who's served by that other than your pastor? Other than your pastor. Yeah. And this, you know, just is a very vivid imagination. Breaking, breaking the bonds somewhere else. We're getting into soul ties, which is not, again, not a spiritual thing. busy work. You guys made this up, but you guys mm-hmm. spent all these mm-hmm. hours praying over this. I was like, imagine if they had put all that time, focus, and energy towards something real or mm-hmm. systemic. Like, mm-hmm. but no, we're gonna mm-hmm. waste hours hearing your sexual exploits. And then, yeah. Sweet. That's it. That's all. That's all that's, that's all that was accomplished. <laughs> so wait, you won because he's happily married now. So that was the big battle? That was the great battle? That was, that was, that was what Satan went out of his way to do? And it, this took William Wallace's strength to get Carl married. Like, that was... I don't... I just... It's... Oh, my gosh. There's so many... It's so weird. It's so fucking weird. I don't know. Yeah. It's normal. It's normal people stuff. Like, stuff normal, healthy people do is go into their pastor's office all afternoon. Like, your wife is like, where were you? Oh, I was just... I was with Pastor John in his office just talking about the sex that I used to have. Break it. Before I found you. Breaking bonds. Battling. Battling. I was at war this afternoon. In the office. Went to war. Like, listen, Linda, I gotta go do some war. Could <laughs> be in Pastor John's office all day. Don't read into that. I don't know. I, I, it's, it's, it's all really, really bizarre. So that was Carl. And then we got Rich trying um, to buy some brakes for his rich. car. I th- I'm like, this, this example is, it's bonkers. <laughs> like, this makes, this example is so incredibly weird. Like, he gets quoted one price on the phone, he goes in, the guy tries to charge him basically double, and he's like, Rich wasn't a pussy. He told him that he was only going to pay 50 bucks for the brakes. It was like, uh, just be like, yeah, whoever I talked to on the phone said it was $50. Right. I don't, this is not, this is not a battle. You've, like, manufactured conflict here that, like, literally doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. But this is... We must let our strength show up. By demanding the lower price. By saving $40. Satan, you will not <laughs> rob me of this. Not today, Satan. <laughs> not today. It's like, why? Why? Like, why is this? I just, why is this? He's like, I, it felt great, Rich said to me later. <laughs> Rich, you don't exist. It's like, I felt like I was finally acting like a man. That is, that. Like, but again, like you need to be in therapy if this is like a huge win for you. Yeah. To be like, someone on the phone said it was 50. <laughs> I was like, and is this the only, this is the only break shop in town? Like you couldn't, like someone on the phone goes across the street. So either give it to me or for that price or yeah, I'm going to go. Right. Go over there. So Rich was like, no. Day Satan. (laughs) You're going to give me these breaks. They're going to be $50. (sighs) I mean, honestly, this is like, this is, that's more, that's more like Obi-Wan Kenobi than like being a warrior, but whatever. It's just like, I'm going to do some, like, Jedi mind tricks on you to make you uh, charge me the price you told me on the phone. 
no who cares why oh my gosh and this this whole like dream thing that he goes into about like yeah i used to have this dream that i was being chased by a lion like (laughs) somehow i don't think that's true again work of fiction how often do you interact with lions that your subconscious is like this is this is a thing yeah this is this is this is oh my gosh he's like but this is this is like really really fucked up to me that he's like years ago like regarding this like dream, recurring dream it's like years ago my friend Brent gave me a piece of advice that changed my life uh, let people feel the weight of who you are he said and let them deal with it I'm like okay like once again like this is just a cover up for abuse it's like you have to deal with me the way that I am yep mm. Mm-mm. no actually I can just leave you can have your own battle <laughs> yeah. by your own self. <laughs> you can take these breaks and uh <laughs> hit the road oh man it's like it's just it, yeah it's like the world is like one of the places that like the sin is coming from and it, it's just after i wrote down like this is so clearly written for white men <laughs> the whitest uh it was like the world is constantly trying to tell us that the woman with golden hair is out there huh okay whatever um, <laughs> i'm out Janice, your hair is golden right now. But for some reason, I don't think that you are who John is talking about. I am about. absolutely not. <laughs> in this, I feel like John might have been talking about someone different. I'm not in this book <clears throat> at all. No. Oh, God, no. At all. Oh, my God. No. Well, where does your own sense of power come from? Actually, we might. We Like, why do you need power? Power to, to what? what? Power over hmm. whom? I have questions. Well, before that, here I talk about the sabotage and whatever. Remember, a man's addictions are the result of his refusing his strength. Refusing his... Mm, 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 that's not how addiction works. That's not how it works. Guy. And then that is... Again, this book is so weird because at your core, you're a good man, but you're struggling with sin. Mm. And uh, if you're sabotaging yourself, you are given into weakness. But still, you're a good man. And it's not about you. It's all these women, and they're famished because of whatever. And also, Satan is trying to get you. But if you give in, it's not just that you're not just weak. You are refusing your strength. So you have the mm-hmm. option, purposefully choosing. No, I have this addiction because I see your strength. And I'm saying no. And I would <laughs> rather do do this. So, although at my core I am a good man, and I am William Wallace, and I am the hero in my story. It's just like, it's so many conflicting narratives trying to be stuffed into like one person. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's, it's very odd. But I think that this is just sort of more evidence of the fact that like within evangelical culture... It's like the ends sort of justify the means, and the means can be literally anything, anything. right? There's no off limits nope. as far as this goes. It's it's very much like, well, whatever it takes to like get this outcome that that I want, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> and that outcome okay. is war to win the war to have power, but real power to win the war in to win the war in yourself. So to to kill the traitor in yourself, yeah. If you can find him, I've, 
If you can, you might, you might miss. miss It's a kill shot, but you're not a sniper, so things could go real poorly. (laughs) Right, because William Wallace did not use guns. No, he didn't. Lordsman, so good luck. Right. Well, yeah, but that's that's where we get this line about Jesus warns us against anything that gives a false sense of power. Where? Where, man? Reference it. Like, Pixar, it didn't happen. Come on. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nope. Oh, my gosh. Keep on moving. It's, it's like, what? What? Like, anything that goes... I don't really think that Jesus was, like, really big on giving people advice on how to accumulate power. Like, just in general. Right. Like, real power or what false, false power. power. <laughs> Like, I don't, I don't, I did, I, I'm not, I'm not, nothing is coming to mind about, like, the Jesus, Jesus and the power trip. Like, when Jesus compares himself to a mother hen, for example, I'm sure that it was like, see, this is real power. I'm a lady chicken. I, I, I just, I don't, it doesn't, it doesn't rhyme with anything Jesus did. No. And then he was like, and beware of anything that does not make you feel like a lady chicken. <laughs> I'm like, okay I, okay, I don't know what that means exactly, but I can try, <laughs> Jesus. I can try. Oh, this is so, this was, this was really striking to me, though, because it's like this false sense of power, but then he immediately pivots to, like, choose the path of humility. Mm-hmm. It's like, don't be a self-promoter or a glad-hander. I don't even know what that means. It's such, like, old-timey language. Or a poser. <laughs> yeah. or he goes, climb down, mm, listen, climb down the ladder. Have the mail clerk over for dinner. <laughs> Treat your secretary like she's more important than you. Look to be the servant of all. Like, where am I deriving my sense of strength and power from? Is a good question to ask yourself often. Why are you orienting your life in such a way that, like, you're obsessing over your own personal power every day? Right. To me, like, to me, the people that do the most harm are the people that think that way. Well, yeah, because you, as much as you were saying, be humble, climb down the ladder, blah, 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 you are... You're very aware of where you are and who right. is beneath you because, mm-hmm. you know, you have the mail clerk over for dinner. Your little secretary <laughs> over there. Be nice to her. Treat your secretary like a human person. <laughs> Humor her and her little thoughts. Ask her what she's thinking sometime. <laughs> It'll be fun. It'll be fun for both of you. Oh, right? uh, just the assumption that, like, you have a secretary, too. Mm-hmm. Like, huh. Okay. Like, what what century were you born, sir? (laughs) It's just, yeah, if you're obsessed over, like, your position, if you constantly have to be asking, like, about your own personal sense of, like, strength and power, you're not a safe person. Like, people who try to accumulate power over other people, like, that is, I mean, that's like the OG red flag, I'm pretty sure. Mm -hmm. Like, and there's nothing that's, that's, Humility is not involved there. It's like, I'm going to humbly wield power over people. I'm going to like, humbly no, speak to you right now. Aren't you? I'm going to humble myself. <laughs> I'm going to deign <laughs> to speak to you. To speak to you. Possibly even allow you uh, to address me by my Christian name. Uh, <laughs> maybe not today. We'll get there. We'll get there. But... It's like, and I don't know, it's just it's like, this is, these two things are at odds with one another. I think that this is really common. 
in evangelicalism is that like words just mean whatever you need them to mean in the moment. Yeah. It's the ends justify the means all over again. Like humility, like I'm, I'm humbly, I, I'm humble and I'm accumulating strength and power because I have to like win the war. war. And it's like, mm, like you, you got to pick one. <laughs> like, and if you, th- the thing is too, like if you see yourself as having to climb down the ladder in order to have the mail clerk over for dinner, like, yeah, that's to you should you should already see yourself as being on the same the same level as the mail clerk, right? Right. <laughs> or like, otherwise, you're not being humble. You're not. Or why can't you? He's like, I can't even fathom the idea of a mail clerk coming up the ladder. That's ridiculous. That's crazy. No, 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 no. You have to you have to lower yourself, and then you can go back right. back up <laughs> after dinner's over. You can climb back, back up. up. Oof. Not helping anybody out. Nope. No, you come down to their no, level. No, no, it's best for them because <laughs> they couldn't handle it. They couldn't handle it up here. Nope. So they wouldn't last one day in my <laughs> war. <laughs> Easy as so I'll tromp down there, have a little conversation, <laughs> then uh, yeah, get back up here. But while I'm up here, guys, I'm gonna be like Jerry Maguire and uh. Speaking up for the underdog. And everybody's going to screw me over. But, like, look what I did for you. I did. I learned your name and everything. Not the, like, the way you pronounce it, but. Right, not now, but. Close. And I tried. That's. I tried. That's the main thing. This ending story about, like, a friend confronted his pastor and then the whole church decided he was gay to protect the pastor. Mm-hmm. Like they tried to ruin his reputation. This is one of the many places that I just wrote LOL. Yeah, and this is a work of fiction. Mm-hmm. Never happened. But who who is Satan working in in this example? John, cuz you definitely do not want to get the pastors on your bad side. So is Satan working through this pastor? Because did this pastor make this false statements? Is he, you know, the shepherd of the flock started circulating rumors that my friend was gay. That ruined his reputation. So that will ruin his reputation. So, okay, good old church homophobia. Great. We're, we're doing uh-huh. that. Again, it's like, I can come down the ladder, but I can't come down that <laughs> far. <laughs> can't come down far enough to treat a gay person like a person. No. Mail clerk, mail sure. Clerk. That's as far down as I That's got. It. And he, straight mail clerk. He better be. He better be straight. He better be straight. Yeah. <laughs> you can't have a gay guy over for dinner. People are gonna think you're gay. I just. I don't understand. It's weird. It's like. It's. It's like these artificial caps on like humility and like just treating other people with dignity and respect. It's like there's limits, guys. There's limits. You can't. You can't. It's not for everyone. I decide what the limits yeah. are. Yeah, yeah, because the world of posers is shaken by a real man. Who? Who's? Which? Who was? Where's? Who's the posers? I, don't, I, don't I really don't. Who know. Who was shaken by any I of this? Who was shaken by you coming down and speaking to the secretary? Who saw that and was like, "Get a load of this oh, man. Gosh. That's a real man uh-huh. right there." It's like, we need to seduce him back up the ladder so that he stops talking to the, the mail clerk. Psst. Psst. Done. 
The male clergy. <laughs> we don't treat them like people. I don't know if you knew that. Talk to him. Get up here. Get <laughs> Oh my gosh, this is just, it's like this last paragraph. It's just like, what, what does this fucking mean? It's just, what does it mean? Like, the world of posers is shaken by a real man. They'll do whatever it takes to get you back in line. Threaten you, bribe you, seduce you, you undermine you. <laughs> they crucified Jesus, but it didn't work, did it? I don't know, John, did, did it, it work? You're still obsessed with it, so right. it's hard to say. It's like, you must let your strength show up. What does that what does mean? That mean? It doesn't mean defending somebody who's being accused of being gay. Nope. Mm-mm. Clearly. No. Oh my gosh. It's like many of us have actually been afraid to let our strength show up because the world doesn't have a place for it. Fine. The world's screwed up anyway. Let people feel the weight of who you are and let them deal with it. Which again, it's like there's no, there's no, there's no actual example here no. at all. <laughs> None. It's like confront your pastor and then he'll start a rumor that you're gay. <laughs> and good luck. Which I'm like, I don't know. Right. Enjoy. <laughs> what, what? What are you talking about? Oh, gosh. And yeah, this, I, I didn't, I, for, I did, forgot that this, like, car story was under the devil. The devil. Yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. This, I mean, it makes so much sense. Like, I think that they don't even realize how often they're, or, like, when they're talking about the devil, they also are just, like, happen to bring up women. Uh-huh. Like, they somehow just end up in the same conversation. I don't even think they think about it, to be honest. It's just, like... Satan, ladies, ladies, it's the same, the same thing. So yeah, so he and yeah, his wife that are driving home. They're running a little late to this son's. Oh, it's the last, the last soccer game of the season. So ooh, can't miss it. Big deal. I was in the driver's seat. We were enjoying a lingering conversation about some dreams we have for the future. No, you weren't. Lying. It's fiction. <laughs> After several minutes, we realized we were caught in a traffic jam that was going nowhere. Oh, you realize that? Oh, good job. Good job. Precious moments. It took them a while, but they got <laughs> they there. They got there. So what's, what's happening here? Oh, are we in traffic? Oh, goodness. <laughs> Just so oblivious, <laughs> caught up in our in dreams. In our dreams. Oh. Uh, precious moments slipped by as tension mounted in the car. In an effort to be helpful, Stacy suggested an alternate route. And I was ready to divorce her. It's like, why? In about 20 seconds, I was ready for separation. Judge had been in the car. I'd have signed the papers right there. Got big mad. Seems like you've put some thought into this already, John. <laughs> I, if it's like, I swear to God. Your fuse is that short that you're immediately like, divorce. <laughs> Which I think is just further proof, as you said, that uh, they were not having a lingering conversation about some dreams they the had for the future right, <laughs> right before this happened. <laughs> or somebody was lying about what their dreams for the future were because that shit went out the window. I guess it was John. Real fast. Yeah, it was like, I, it's just it's like the, the quickness with which it deteriorates and he frames it as normal. It's like, geez, doesn't she think that uh, I know how to get there. I hate it when she does that. She always does that. Like, yeah, she does. She's always saying stuff like that. I hate that. I about hate her. that about her. What? I mean, anyway, not a healthy relationship. I'm just saying, John, this is never going to change. This is never going to change. I know, John, there are a lot of women out there who'd be grateful to have you as their man. Yeah. Yeah. There are a lot of women out there. <laughs> you get the picture. Actually, I don't. I think so. You sound really abusive. <laughs> and pretty arrogant. But again, this isn't you. This is Satan. Satan himself. It's all this moment. So, True. Okay. Did Satan, did Satan set up the traffic jam? 
I don't know. Where does where where does Satan go here? It's like uh, change the. Uh, it's like you get the picture. Change the characters and the setting, and the very same thing has happened to you. It really. I've never wanted to get divorced over traffic. Traffic. Uh, so Satan. No, Satan. No. Satan. Satan waited. Satan's been planning this. He said, "Last game of the season. That's the day I'm going to strike. So I'm going to set up this traffic jam. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> when it's important. It's. it's I'm going to set up this traffic jam." And then Satan is in the back seat, and he's mad at first because he's like, "Man, they don't even notice they're in this traffic jam. <laughs> they're not even noticing this traffic jam." I put all for this that. work into this, and they don't even notice. They're talking about their dreams. They're stupid, stupid dreams. I hate this. You know what I'm gonna do? Hey, tell him to turn left. <laughs> tell him to turn left. That's gonna do it. Ah, it's working. And now, now I go into overdrive, and Satan is like, "Man, she always does this. Don't you just..." Don't you just hate her? How dare she? <laughs> How dare she try to get us to our son's game on, on time. time? The audacity of this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't you had enough of this? Remember, remember what Carl said? There's so many women, John. <laughs> Why did I immediately also the John's like, oh, I really wish I was Carl right now. I really think I'm Carl right now. I was like, the devil no doubt has a place in our theology, but is he a category we even think about in the daily events of our lives? Like, Satan is really busy. I don't know. Like, Satan is like original hustle culture. <laughs> <laughs> and God is just kind of like lollygagging around, not showing up for several hundred years because he just forgot. Years, Satan is out here grinding every day. Every day. Every single car. Every, every car. Every traffic jam. Trying to start a divorce. Everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and good at it. Like. Oh my gosh. It's just. It's like. Has it ever crossed your mind that not every. Or has it ever crossed your mind that not every thought that crosses your mind comes from you? That's like kind of scary. Actually. <laughs> like who is. Who is injecting their thoughts into your nervous system to like send them up to your brain. It's like. We're being lied to all the time. Yet we never stop to say. Wait a minute. Who else is speaking here? I guess if you have multiple people in yourself and some of them need to die, like it wouldn't make much difference if like there's a new, there's a new one entity. There's, yeah. It's like who all is in here? It's like William Wallace, <laughs> Satan, the, the traitor, traitor. Uh, <laughs> Carl. Oh, <laughs> Carl. He's a real one. He's MVP. <laughs> Steve and the breaks. Everybody. Everybody's everybody's in here. Everybody, every, yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, this is it's. Oh god, it's so corny. Like if you read the sayings from before the modern era uh, in caps, uh, capitalized mm -hmm. that pride-filled age of reason, science, and technology we were all thoroughly educated in. You'll find that they take the devil very seriously. And as Paul said, we are not unaware of his schemes. <laughs> they took the devil very seriously and also tried to leech him out with leeches, John. <laughs> yes, don't come did. over here and he said, Oh, all you guys in the modern era with your little reason and science and technology. You need to go back to when y'all thought I was real, okay? <laughs> Maybe this is where the whole like Satan is working overtime to convince you that he doesn't, he doesn't exist. exist. Maybe that's where that came from. Satan invented technology so that you would realize that he didn't, he wasn't real. He wasn't real. Yeah, that was, that was Satan. <laughs> Satan trying to work smarter, not harder. <laughs> Which, I mean, I don't know. At this point, like, he's got to do both. Like, there's enough people around that, like, 
after modern medicine, that guy was screwed. Just like quadrupled his workload. <laughs> but this is like, it's, it's, it's so fucking, it, to me, it's just, it's so fucking weird. It's like, we have an enlightened, uh, more common sense approach to things. We look for a psychological or physical or even political explanation for every trouble we meet. Which I'm like, how many troubles are you meeting? But whatever. And then he's like, who caused the Chaldeans to steal Job's herds and kill his servants? Satan. Clearly. Satan, clearly. With whom's permission? John? Uh-huh. Whose, Whose idea, idea was this? Was that? Who said cool? Who said, yeah. Go do it. that. Nobody. No. Once again, it's like the party responsible can't be held responsible because someone else, someone else is here. Uh, who kept that poor woman bent over for 18 years, the one Jesus healed on the Sabbath? Satan. Clearly. Clearly. But do we consider him when we're having a headache that keeps us from praying or reading the scriptures? <laughs> Satan gave me this migraine. <laughs> I kind of wish I worked at a church now because I would use that all the time. Like, I have a migraine. It's not from all the caffeine that I was drinking that I probably shouldn't have been drinking combined with my meds. It's the devil. No. No, and it might be the caffeine, but Satan tricked you into... Into drinking the caffeine. caffeine. I didn't have a a choice here. It was Satan. Like, who moved Ananias and Sapphira to lie to the apostles? Satan again. again. But then who killed them? But who gets killed? (laughs) Satan does all the dirty work, but, like, you're the one that gets murdered by God. (laughs) I said, traitor, this is when I tune in. And now y'all got to go. Wait, wait, what? It's weird. Like, okay, Satan, it's it's just like, it creates this really interesting sort of like moral ethical confusion about like who is responsible for what, right? Right. Because it's like Satan's doing all these bad things. He's the one, he's like, he's, you know, and someday God will get around to holding that guy responsible. Right. But until then, God's going to murder your, your ass. Because you, you listen to Satan, who God allowed to be here running rampant. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and with Ananias and Sapphira, this is, this is literally like right after Jesus. Like they're much closer to the death. Yeah. So like, what, what did it do? Satan like was not... <laughs> It didn't even slow him down. He took he took like a forty day vacation. <laughs> this a walking vacation in the wilderness. He went on sabbatical. He was like, well, he had to come back. Like once Jesus is like punching out, he's like, okay, well, guess I'm back in charge said, for the foreseeable future. Back at it. Uh, <laughs> who's <Ananias>. next? <laughs> doesn't see it that way because god killed ananias and sapphira he killed just, them dead for what satan did according to john so this is a, which to me i'm like this is just evidence that like maybe god isn't the safest guy and like maybe you're just trying to keep your distance because if ananias and sapphira had not become christians they would be alive still <laughs> and they still have their property <laughs> they would still be here today they wouldn't have shown up at that dumbass meeting yeah like here's all our shit here's take everything God killed them because they were trying to be communist, actually. They're trying to share. God does not believe in sharing. No, we don't want that. We and there's this weird thing about the nativity. God. <laughs> well, when we got to this, so he did all that. And there's a whole lot going on more behind the scenes, blah, blah, blah. Take Christmas, for example. And then I wrote, I don't even know what's coming next. I said, oh, God. Take Christmas. I'm so tired. As an example... It's so like the angels in your nativity scene are not even, they're not even atomically correct. 
They're just like dudes with they're wings. They're just dudes with wings. Also, not battling anything. Like they're literally just up there singing songs. They're just standing there, and just oh, doing nothing. This way to the manger. Oh, but no, he turns it into this whole battle scene. Jesus wasn't important enough to have protection. The angels are just like kicking it. They're just they're just they're just chilling. Killing. Pointing people this way. Head over there. Mm-hmm. It's like the opposite of security, if you think about it. We're trying to get people to show up. Yeah. Just anybody to this little... Anybody. Anybody off the anybody. street. Anybody. Hey! <laughs> Shepherds. You busy? Right. <laughs> Walk that way. Three days that way. Just go. <laughs> gonna be cool. You're gonna love it. Get over there. That's like the most gentle little scene in the bible he's like not so like no it's a war it's a war there's a lady giving birth (laughs) which in the other chapters in the war basically that's all ladies are good for so like here she is doing her Mm. one one thing again satan yeah that makes her makes her worthwhile yeah finally finally she's about to birth birth an important man and satan is big mad about it an enormous red dragon. I love that people take this shit literally. <laughs> it's like a woman clothed with the sun with the moon under her feet and a crown of 12 stars on her head. I'm like, that sounds really pretty, actually. And then there's a red dragon. But somehow that's the de- somehow it's Mary and Satan. And Satan. Or like in this cosmic battle. They're in this cosmic uh, battle that... Also, this is like... But that God, again, is just like... No, yeah. good luck, guys. You're on your own. Enjoy. Yeah. No, he's, he's, he's like, uh, it was like, this is Revelation 12. I'm like, how is this applicable? It was like, she gave birth to a son, a male child, in case the son part wasn't clear, <laughs> who will rule all nations with an iron scepter. I'm like, this is again, like, what is, what is with this weird violence? You're like trying to make like. Jesus. Infant. Sweet, sweet baby like, Jesus. Uncooked chicken baby Jesus. <laughs> like this. This, like, killer dude. There's a war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. And the dragon and his angels... Oh, the dragon has angels, dragon too. Has angels. Look at that. Go, dragon. Uh, fought back. <laughs> but he was not strong enough, and they lost their place in heaven. Which, again, it's like, why, why, why was the dragon in heaven? Mm-hmm. Just asking questions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was hurled down to earth, and his angels with him. This all-powerful god that could say, Hey, dragon, that I created... Uh, get out of here. <laughs> he was like, take off that fucking costume and clock back in. It's like, we're not here for your bullshit right now. It's not even Chinese New Year. Like, what the fuck what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> and the dragon is like, no, I really just wanted to go see the baby. I wasn't even going to do anything. <laughs> the angels were hyping him up. I just wanted to- <laughs> and Michael's like, nah, son. Mm-mm. No, you're not supposed to be here. Get out. This was this was about Michael and the dragon the whole time. They had beef. It had nothing to do with Jesus. Nothing to do. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh Satan. Satan is the one that took the costume and Michael wanted it. And so he got mad. And then they started a whole war over it. <laughs> and then it became a whole thing. And now here we are. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm like sitting here thinking about how much I want a tattoo of this lady. He's dope. Like, I'm just really distressed. I'm like, this is very much like my ADHD. Is Even John Eldridge can't keep me mad enough. 
<laughs> to stay focused on his bullshit. I'm like, oh, that'd be such a pretty tattoo. <laughs> that would. Yeah. <sighs> and she's like, she's clothed huh. with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and a crown of 12 stars on her head. And like, you can't even let her. He's about to give birth. And like, there has to be all this commotion over here. And it's like, you know what, Dragon? You're lucky she's giving birth right now because I feel like she could handle you. Uh, yeah, under other circumstances. She's wearing the sun. Yeah. She's, she's good. She's uh-huh. fine. The dragon's just like, I just wanted to watch. I've never seen a baby being born before. I don't know why you're so mad. I don't know why I like this. I'm not even, I'm not even on the clock. <laughs> this is my it's vacation. Like Michael. <laughs> Michael's just taking like forty-five minute bathroom breaks. Yeah, this was this was Michael's power trip. Michael is just like, no, no, uh-huh. I'm the bouncer at this line here. <laughs> Get Dragon, out, Dragon. You're not on the guest list. Get out of here. <laughs> you should have dressed up as a sheep. <laughs> Cause all the wolves got in. <laughs> Hang out. You like you're a sheep. You like barns. There's a baby here. Enjoy. <laughs> Oh, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And well, that was fun. That was <laughs> like, what? That's the end of the chapter. Okay. Yep. And that's how it, that, that's how that chapter ends. If you, uh, yeah. I'm like, if you don't see every birth as a war. Right. Well, not every birth. Only the boy children. Only the, oh, sure, 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 sure. That's, that's a good point. <laughs> Girls, uh, those are just. Carl's play things. This, That's, nobody cares about is, that. Yeah, Carl's play things. Nobody cares about them. <laughs> like we didn't we didn't make enough dads to love them anyway, so it's fine. Poor Carl. He's gotta oh take gosh. care of all of this. He's gotta take care of all the ladies, because there's just not enough dads. And they are starved. So for for uh fatherly attention. Ugh. Ugh. I know, it's so gross. Ugh. <laughs> and we need to st- we need to stop we need to stop being we need to stop with that nonsense immediately everything it's all the worst it's all the worst it is everything about it is just fucking terrible i actually really do appreciate though that you had me like read this chapter because i'm like really deeply entertained i have a new tattoo idea <laughs> um john eldridge is like a very he's i don't know he's like a fucking masochist i don't even know like i will I don't even know what to say about that man. No. no. All right. He's got some problems. Yeah. He needs to go to therapy. <laughs> all the problems. Can say this definitively. And like all his poor wife. Uh, this poor every his poor wife, his poor male clerk, his poor secretary. Everybody. 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 It's like, no, we don't want we don't want this. None of this. Get out. Then the dragon was enraged at the woman and went off to make war against the rest of her offspring, those who obey God's commandments and hold to the testimony of Jesus. V17. Behind the world and the flesh is an even more deadly enemy, one we rarely speak of and are even much less ready to resist. Yet this is where we live now, on the front lines of a fierce spiritual war that is to blame for most of the casualties you see around you and most of the assault against you. It's time we prepared ourselves for it. Yes, Luke, there is a dragon. Here is how you slay him. So, looking at this book from the perspective that everything is permissible. I, John Eldridge is allowed to write as many bad books as he wants. Uh, but not everything is beneficial. On a scale from uh, mm-hmm. 1 to 10, 10, beneficial for everyone. This is the woman wearing the sun with the stars down to 1. Uh, this is Satan whispering in John's ear in traffic. Harmful for everyone. 
Where would you put this book? I don't know. I, I mean, I think I'd put it at like a two because I was deeply entertained. <laughs> so I'm glad that it exists for my own entertainment. Like selfishly, I'm glad it exists. I don't think that like in the grand scheme of things, John Eldridge has like made the patriarchy significantly more dangerous. So like that shit always existed. He just wrote it down, you know? It wasn't like all of the pastors and all of the places weren't already saying this. True. You know, he just happened to make money off of it. Like a good little capitalist. <laughs> but not a mercenary. Not a mercenary. <laughs> I only do war for free. <laughs> because I have to. It is the call on my life. <laughs> right? Except, just, I feel called. I feel called to war. And it's violence. So if I have to manufacture one, damn it, I will. Because... Yeah, we will do that. My purpose. I can I can start a war with one with person. One person. Me. Bet you didn't think I could, but <laughs> nobody else is involved. <laughs> I don't need anybody else. I am the William Wallace here, and I will fight <laughs> yeah, myself. <exactly. laughs> yes, exactly. I will fight myself. <laughs> no one else can do it as well. Definitely not the mail clerk or the secretary. I tell you that. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So after I climb back up the ladder, I, like, pull it up so that nobody else can get up with me. He didn't have to put in all these very sort of, like, descriptive explainers that become really hysterical if you think about them in, like, the cultural context you live in. Like, you are just telling on yourself, man. Like, just constantly. (laughs) You don't even see it. Because, yeah, we're just such a white, white, this, cis, Mm -hmm. straight yeah. Here we are. There's no self-reflection. None. There's no growth, really. <laughs> it's all like this oh, off-putting of any responsibility. All, all the men. To Satan. <laughs> all the men in you, and not one of them has a mirror. So. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> no way. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, if all they do is fight wars, they're not going to have time to go buy a mirror. And if they did buy one, it was broken a long time ago because they're all warriors. They're warriors. They're warriors and traitors and dragons and all the things. Yeah. It sounds like a bad time. It's to me. It's it is it's a bad time for everyone. Everyone <laughs> in him and everyone around him. It's just it's a bad time. So, but have you tried just not pretending to be humble while you accumulate massive amounts of power? What about that? Uh, yeah. Like, who is served by this bullshit? Like, it, who is served by universalizing? Like, making this prescriptive for all men? I don't think John cares because he's got their money either way. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. He said, I'm, I'm good. Y'all figure it out. Uh, you need me don't (laughs) (laughs) no you don't (laughs) I'm too high up the ladder to hear your cries it's like oh you're cold down there okay well that ladder's broken into pieces why don't you just burn it keep yourself warm you're never getting up here never Never. (laughs) he said look forward to the day I may come back down but no maybe We'll see. Not if you're slumming it too hard. Not if you're gay. Oh. And not if you're a woman. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. So that's that. I'm assuming you wouldn't recommend Wild at Heart. This book is mayhem. 
Uh, what no, if... no, I wouldn't. And except for like comedic purposes. Yeah. yeah. Buy it at a used bookstore. Don't give that man anymore your money. Yeah. And it, don't even do that. E- email me and I will send you a... <laughs> Janice will give it to I'll you for free. <laughs> I'll find a way to get it to you that does not involve money. Yeah. So instead of Wild at Heart, what is something wild that you would recommend? What's something wild? Like an activity? An activity? Or a book? book? Movie, whatever. Anything. Anything? Oh, I mean, I definitely, I definitely do actually, though, for real, recommend, like, uh, like, backpacking. So if you want an adventure, I think that being, being outside in nature is actually really good for you. Um, it's good for your nervous system. It's good for your immune system. It's good for your mental health. Hopefully you're not someone who thinks that, like, everything is the enemy and you can actually relax but yeah i'm like if you want to do something wild i would say there's this crazy ass this is this is like a totally random shit there's this crazy ass like backpacking like hiking trail on vancouver island in canada that's like i don't know it's like 40 miles along this like (laughs) seawall uh yeah so it's pretty it's that is wild that's something that i want to do as someone who does not particularly identify with any specific given gender so I would say I'd say do that and then let me know how it goes because I'm not there yet I'm not I'm not quite to the point of like having to climb down like cliff faces but it's on it's on my it's on my list so eventually I'll get there so you can be wild do that let me know send pics and then like I don't know in a couple years I'll be ready to do this like four or five night rather dangerous to me for me because i'm not because i'm not a man (laughs) hike do that (laughs) love it and you know we'll pray that the dragon is not out there waiting i mean i I still i still want to meet the dragon maybe he'll like my tattoo justice justice for the dragon i don't think the dragon was Mm -hmm. the dragon didn't get a fair shake Nobody heard his side of the story. And <laughs> he was just there watching. He was just there. Like, <laughs> y'all just made a lot of assumptions. You just saw a dragon and just thought, oh, I know what he's here to do. <laughs> and you didn't. You were wrong. So, yeah. Uh, oh, any closing so thoughts? Anything you didn't get to say, want to say? Oh, man. I don't think so. I think that I, I, think I definitely said all of my feels about this particular book (laughs) well thank you so much i had a great time very much appreciate you appreciate you doing this uh was this was so much last uh this is this is like one chapter of that book and it's so chaotic and so inconsistent it's like i don't don't know but whatever we can do it again anytime let me know what god-awful book you want me to read And that's that. Thank you for dropping in on the Bad Book Club. I certainly hope you had a better time listening than we did reading. Bad Words is an irreverent media podcast of Legata Scratch production and a God is not given side hustle. Produced by Janice Legata and made possible by the generous support of Jodley and Jodwilling patrons like Cortland. 
Thank you, Cortland. If you're enjoying this season, please let the people know by leaving a rating or a review on the podcast platform of your choice. And if you're looking for a better book experience, ask Amazon about The Grift of God and or The Divide by me, Janice Legata. And until we meet again, take care of you and be well. This has been an episode of Bad Words, but to finish up, here are some good ones. Spend some time thinking about like what win-win scenarios could look like instead of framing everything as a battle because it's just not and I think that our world is significantly more violent because we tell men it's okay for them to view everything that way and that like someone themselves every man is a William Wallace which just it defeats the purpose like it defeats the point even if you're even if like this is you're all the way bought in on this it's like it completely defeats if everyone is William Wallace, then nobody is William Wallace. We're just all these little, like, sugar ants with swords who think that we're really big and scary, and actually we're just like, hey, we could all be working together and making this shit really, really great, 